Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. (laughs) I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton Game. This is Millennial Money, and today we're talking divorce and money.
Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Gaines. It will expand your brain. All right, you know, I'm not one to to sugarcoat things, and I thought it was really important to do an episode about divorce and money. I know I talk a lot about marriage and money, and certainly, you know, every or any actually relationship that you're in, when you're dealing with money, there's going to be problems and there's going to be conflicts and there's going to be things that you don't disagree on and you're your emotions are going to get out of control, your temper may get out of control, you may get frustrated and angry and all sorts of stuff. And that's just, you know, the nature of relationships, right? I I mean, we don't like everything that our partner does. And we're not supposed to because they're not perfect. We're not perfect. And the relationship's not going to be perfect. And, you know, I often get super, super frustrated when People are like, oh my gosh, you know, he or she's so perfect and this is the perfect relationship and they're never going to do anything wrong and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just like you're setting yourself up for failure. I mean, I'm just speaking honestly here, right? There's nothing wrong with adoring the person that you're with. There's nothing wrong with thinking that they are, you know, the next best thing since sliced bread. There's nothing wrong with that, but um, I think that, you know, oftentimes, especially in this social media sort of frenzy world that we live in, it's really easy to get in the trap of thinking that, you know, you want to put kind of your best foot forward to pretend like you have the most perfect relationship or you get envious of somebody else on social media, on Facebook or Instagram or whatever it may be that it looks like they have the perfect relationship. And I'm just speaking real here. I'm just telling you that I adore my husband. We love each other to death. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind that we were supposed to be together, but we're not perfect. And there's lots of things about each one of us that frustrates the other person. And, you know, that's just the way it is. But I think too often, you know, there's a lot of information out there about marriage and money and that's great because because that is you know one of the stickiest pieces of the puzzle when you're married the other is sex i'm just going to be honest right sex and money there are two things that you fight a lot about maybe if you are newly in a relationship or in the honeymoon phase of your marriage you're probably not fighting about either of those things because you're probably having a lot of sex and you're probably not even thinking about money However, there will come a point in time where those two kind of big, nasty topics, you know, they start simmering and you got to deal with both of those. But I I wanted to do a podcast about divorce and money because, you know, as unpleasant of a topic as it is to talk about or think about or deal with, the reality is, is that not every relationship works out. Not every marriage works out. And the statistics are horrendous. Um, In Los Angeles, the statistic is around 70% of marriages don't work. The national statistic is around 50% of marriages don't work. So, I mean, that means one out of two marriages are not going to work. And so I think rather than like burying our head in the sand and not dealing with this topic, I think it's just better that we talk about it, right? And we kind of like get the cards out on the table. 
I've been super, super transparent on this podcast, and I feel like I owe that to you because it's not right for me to to talk to you all about money and pretend like I have done everything perfect because, again, that's not reality. I've certainly made my share of mistakes, and I've also been honest with you that I've been divorced. Uh, my husband has been divorced, and so, you know, we both have two very different um very different stories of what happened to us during divorce. So, you know, I know that there is a lot to talk about when it comes to divorce. And, you know, if you're at a place where you're thinking about divorce, you're getting ready to be divorced, you're in the middle of divorce, hopefully something in this podcast will resonate with you and I can, you know, offer you some some tips, some maybe glimmer of hope. Um you know, from my own personal situation and lots of other relationships that I've helped, you know, work with either the one spouse or the other spouse, you know, to figure out this money thing. There was a recent survey done by Experian, and I thought there were some great statistics that came out from that survey that I wanted to talk about to kind of lead into our discussion. So 59% of people said that the finances played a role in their divorces, and 20% said it played a big role. And I mean, there's just, it's like, duh, right? That That's obviously, if the, the topics that we talk about and we fight about and we argue about the most are sex and money, it would totally make sense that, you know, finances play a big role in divorces. And, you know, what I, what I see often is, you know, you, you get married and you're kind of in this blissful stage and maybe you keep your finances separate, but there comes a point in time where usually you have to merge something together and, you know, you you don't like how the other person is spending money or you don't like how the other person is neglecting a budget or neglecting savings or being more frivolous than you are. I mean, it's inevitable in every relationship that there's conflict around this. And, you know, it, um, it can really be a source for divorce if you don't deal with it in the marriage. And I'm not saying it's going to fix your marriage if you suddenly start talking about all of these things, but if finances are the the primary like leading issue to your divorce, maybe yes, taking some time, taking a time out and talking about these things in like a really open and honest way, maybe you can save that marriage. And that is certainly you know, what I, what I want you to take away is if you, if you have a chance to save the marriage and and the marriage is viable and let's say finances is the core issue, there are so many ways to fix that other than divorce. Uh, divorce is expensive. I mean, I don't know any other word other than that. In the experience survey, um, average financial loss from divorces reaches nearly 20k in cash and assets. And I I honestly think that's probably a little bit on the low side. Um for my divorce, it, it cost me a lot more than $20,000. Um it was it was actually fairly financially devastating to me to be honest. And you know, I was I was in my early 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 30s and um I, I basically had to start over. Like I was almost like I was in my 20s again, just graduating from college. I had pretty much my clothes and that was it. Uh, but you know what I had? I had myself. And and to me, that was worth everything. I would have given up even all my clothes 
just to have myself and, and a good self-worth again and a, a good feeling of of who I was. And, you know, I don't need to kind of dig in the dirt about, you know, my own, you know, what happened in my marriage that led to the divorce. I certainly am, you know, respectful of the other person that I, I won't do that. But I do want to be honest with you that, you know, it really put me in a place where I had to dig into kind of my my tool chest of expertise and pull out everything and use it on myself to pull myself back out from, you know, a really low spot and from feeling like a complete and utter failure. You know, here I was working with other couples and other individuals, you know, helping chart their financial future. And mine was just devastated. And I almost didn't know what to do. And I I really had to use a lot of tips and techniques on myself uh, you know, to write the ship. And it took, you know, a couple years. I mean, it, it's, there's still some things that are, um, that are not perfect yet, you know, and I'm still a work in progress. So the experience survey also said that a majority of both women, 71%, and men, 60%, said their former spouse's spending habits were different than what they anticipated before they got married. And that's such a good point. I, I hear that all the time when I work with couples. And it's because we don't communicate. Look, I know talking about money, it sucks, right? And it sucks, especially if you're the person in the relationship where you feel like you don't have it all together. And you feel like the other person's got it all together. Maybe other a person makes more money. Maybe they have more assets. Maybe they drive a better car. I don't know what. But I, I know that dynamic is super tough. But you really owe it to each of you in the relationship to communicate in a super open and transparent way about not only where you're at financially, like like seriously, lay it all on the table. Whether you got to go, you know, maybe have a couple glasses of wine or, you know, a nice meal, whatever it may be. But you got to be able to be honest and you've got to also be able to share your fears. So here's what I'm worried about. Here's what bothers me. Here's what I don't know how to do. That's what creates a partnership, people. Not living in like a silo and then you just happen to live in the same house and have sex together. That that doesn't work, right? It really works for a while. <laughs> but not long term. I mean, true partnership is about being able to communicate in a really transparent way and share all of your feelings about the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? That That's what creates this awesome uh, partnership. Also, 44% uh, surveyed said their former spouse ruined their credit. Yeah, it happened to me. <laughs> My credit got jacked. His credit got jacked. Um... Uh, lots of couples I work with, credit gets screwed up. It's um, it's it's an unfortunate uh, part of divorce. It really is. And 59% of respondents regret not being more financially independent in their marriage. And this is something that, you know, I kind of want to lead into some of these tips. So when divorce is inevitable, Being and becoming financially independent at that particular moment in time is going to be critical. So the first thing, you know, is is really to breathe, find something you love to, to do, and don't let judgment dissuade you. So if you know divorce is going to happen, 
it's really easy, especially if you're a chick, to start talking to your girlfriends and there's lots of judgment that gets thrown around, whether it's your family or your friends, whatever it may be. And I think, you know, you got to just really know yourself and you got to be able to say, okay, this, this is what we've decided. This is what we're doing. I appreciate your support, but you know, I'm going through a tough time right now and I don't really want to have to explain myself to anyone. I lost friends during divorce. I lost friends that I didn't even understand why they weren't my friend anymore. I still don't understand, but, um, you know, that's just kind of the, the nature of the beast when you're going through a divorce, you know, you friends have to split up and it's not fun for anyone. Also, you know, you got to get in the know. And this is what I talk about being financially independent. Don't bury your head. Now is not the time. You have got to know your numbers. You have got to know your income. You've got to know your expenses. You have got to know what is going on financially. And what happens is that a lot of times during divorce, the person who wasn't, you know, maybe the CEO of the finances, you you kind of take a back seat and you let the other person really drive the ship. Well, I hate to tell you, if you're getting divorced, you're both going to have to drive the ship. And it's about time that you get up and you take um, helm of the ship because this is your own ship. And when you're going through divorce, I don't care how much you say to your spouse, we're going to do this nice, we're going to do this respectfully, crap happens, all right? And you got to look out for yourself. And that is not me being mean. That is just me telling you the honest to God truth. Uh, budgeting is so critical. If you have never budgeted before and you're getting ready to, or you're in the middle of divorce, seriously, go back and listen to the podcast about budgeting over and over and over again, because this is a skill you're going to have to hone like right away. It's also really important to discuss what expenses you're going to be responsible for, right? So when you're going through divorce, obviously you're separated and that means somebody's paying for something and somebody's paying for something else. And if you don't get crystal clear about the division of who's paying for what, it's really easy for you to wind up in a very sticky situation where either you're being taken advantage of or you're having to pay more than your share or it's just, it's it's confusion and things get missed. That's really easy time where Maybe you thought the other person was paying something they thought you were, you skipped the bill, now the bill is 30, 60, 90 days late, now it's really starting to affect your credit. Uh, it's, it's a downhill slide from there. It's also a good time to check your credit score and have at least one credit card in your name with available credit. Ladies, I'm especially talking to you because oftentimes when we get married, we only have joint credit cards with our husbands. That's not a bad thing, but if you're getting ready to go through divorce, you're in divorce, you need a credit card of your own, right? If you're gonna travel, if you're gonna do anything, you need the card in your name. So it's a great time to apply for that, especially if your credit score is really good. Also set up a separate checking account right away if you have joint checking accounts, but don't do anything silly with the money, no matter how you feel. So. Uh, I know in my situation, you know, my attorney was like, oh, you should take, you know, X amount of dollars and just, you know, strip it out of the checking account. And I didn't feel right doing that. Uh, you know, I, I, 
I just think it, it's really confusing when you're in that situation. It's like a lot of voices are talking to you and you're scared and you're trying to figure out what the heck is going on. And most times your future ex-spouse is not being very nice to you either. And it's just literally a mess. I don't really know how else to put it. Um, but not doing anything rash and not doing anything silly with the money is really important because it's too easy to let your emotions come in and then people start screwing each other, not in a good way. Um, and you know, then it's almost like you can't unwind it. Another thing to think about is things like medical insurance. You know, will you need your own policy? Are you on with your spouse? How is that going to be handled? And how much is that going to cost you? Uh, because, you know, there's probably going to be some expense. Can you afford it? Things like life insurance and retirement plans where maybe you named your spouse as the beneficiary. Don't do anything while you're separated. Don't do anything without talking to a lawyer. But these are just things to think about. Will that policy be part of the divorce? Or, you know, are you free to change beneficiaries? Post-divorce, if you can change beneficiaries, you definitely want to get on that ASAP, right? You want to make sure that you change the beneficiary to the person that you want it to be. And a lot of times that step is really missed in divorce. And so, you know, I've been involved in some unfortunate situations where, you know, a divorced spouse thought they had changed the beneficiary, something happened to them, the money went to the ex-spouse, you know, they had a kid, the kid got screwed, et cetera, et cetera. I'm using the word screwed a lot today and not in the best way possible. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> you get where I'm going with this. Basically, divorce sucks, right? But if we're going to go through and we're going to do it, let's do it in the smartest way possible. Also, get your own lawyer, your own lawyer. Oh, don't share lawyers. You can share things, you know, you can share a bag of Skittles or share a nice, um, Share a nice milkshake with your soon-to-be ex-spouse. Don't share a lawyer, for God's sakes, please. And, you know, when you're getting a lawyer, know, too, that you can negotiate the cost with the lawyer. So don't feel like you have to pay that ridiculous price tag. And also understand how he or she is charging you. Is it is it by hour, which usually it is. That means every time you do a phone call or an email, you're charged a fraction of an hour. And also understand how you can pay this. Like, do you have to pay this all at once? Can you break payments up? Talk about all of that ahead of time. Ask for a track record and be be really honest with your budget. You know, this is how much I can afford and this is it. So if that lawyer cannot work with you for that, then, you know, look for someone else. And there are tons of low cost options out there. Um, there's a company called We The People, which um, you can do a super low cost um I was going to say marriage, divorce, divorce is what we're talking about. (laughs) Super low cost divorce. There's also lots of resources in your own individual community. There are some lawyers that do pro bono work for, you know, some, some nasty divorce cases. So just do a lot of research, go on Google, you know, spend some time. Don't, don't make a rash decision with choosing, you know, a lawyer. I mean, this person is going to be involved with you in a really nasty and unfortunate situation. And so you want someone who can be your teammate because that's really what you're going to need. Um, I was super blessed. Uh, We had a family friend who was a a family law attorney and um, he treated me like I was his daughter and it really was, it was, a, it was a blessing that just sort of fell from the sky. And I thank God every day for him and for how he helped me. 
Here's another important thing, and this goes for anyone, whether you're married or not, make sure you know all the login and password information. So again, when you're married, you take a lot for granted. Like, oh, I'll never get screwed. Again, there I am with the screwed word. My God, okay. Um, so you take a lot for granted, but it's really important, even if you're not the, the CEO of the money in the family, that you know all of the passwords and logins just in case, right? You don't have to like memorize these things or tattoo them on your arm, but know where to find the information if you need it. Because if you go through divorce, you're gonna need all that information. And I unfortunately did something really silly where I did not have all of the password and login information. And so I had to literally uh, find that all out and dig around and uncover that for myself. It took it took a lot of effort. It took like a solid week of like nonstop figuring all that stuff out and resetting up all my accounts, resetting up all my passwords and, um, you know, just praying that I wasn't, uh, neglecting something that I, that I couldn't remember. And that's the problem. Sometimes when you are in, you know, the early divorce and you're separated, one person is living in the house where all the stuff is and the other person isn't. And so for the person who isn't, you don't have access to all the stuff. And so look, if you're thinking about getting divorced, my best piece of advice is write down all that stuff before you leave the house. All right, Capiche, are we, are we on this together? And lastly, you know, everything can be negotiated in the divorce decree. You, you really have to take your emotions out and create a list on paper of what you want and how you will negotiate for what you want. So California is what's called a community property state. And that means that literally by law, when you go through divorce, they slice everything down the middle, right? They slice assets, they slice expenses, everything down the middle, except this is important for you to know. Student loans are the one thing that you do not break up in divorce. So a student loan follows you. So if you're the person with the $200,000 student loan bill, it's going to go with you, right? That's not part of the divorce decree, just an FYI for you. It was kind of a shock for me to realize. But anyway, everything can be negotiated. So, um, you know, they, they may say, okay, here's the down the line, what it looks like. And then you say, okay, well, how about you take this? I take that. You take this. I take that. I really want this. It is like a game of chess. And to win at a game of chess, your brain has to be clear. You have to be thinking clear, right? And you have to have strategy ahead of time. And, you know, if you're thinking about going through divorce, you may be thinking, oh, my husband or my wife would never do this to me. Oh, I beg you, please don't have that thinking. Please be prepared. My hope for you is that it doesn't happen. My hope for you is that it's a super smooth divorce. My hope is that everything is fair and equal and nice and you still can love and kiss and hug afterwards. That is my hope for you. But the reality is that that rarely happens. And so I don't want to sugarcoat anything for you. I want to give you the honest to God reality of what really happens. But if you're listening to this podcast and you're in a happy marriage, I, again, I'm right there with you, right? I took me two times, but I got it right the second time. And I wouldn't trade it for the world. I wouldn't trade what I went through for the world, even the really hard, ugly, nasty, scary, frightening bits, I wouldn't change. I wouldn't change being financially devastated and having to start over from scratch. I wouldn't change any of that because I learned a lot about myself. 
I learned a lot about the expertise that I know and a lot of that I actually infuse into my teachings to you. So, you know, I, I wouldn't change that for anything. But if you're in a happy marriage, take some of these tips and just be in the know. Take responsibility, right? And communicate. Really honestly communicate about finances, about money, what bothers you, not just the good stuff, not just like, oh, we're planning a trip to Hawaii in July and everything's great and and we're so, so happy. No, 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 no. Again, a great partnership is about talking about the dirty bits. This is what bothers me. It bothers me when you spend $50 on a haircut. It bothers me when you go to the grocery and buy XYZ. It bothers me that you talk about money all the time. It bothers me that you don't let me know what's going on. Whatever it is for your particular situation, be brave enough to talk about those things because that, again, is what is going to build a real true partnership. And if it doesn't work, if it doesn't work and divorce is your option, what I want you to know is that I survived. Lots of people survived and you will survive too. All right? Sorry to be a downer on this podcast, but uh, again, I just, I'm really passionate about being honest with you and being transparent and not just talking about the good stuff about money, but talking about the ugly, nasty stuff as well. So you can learn and hopefully you're never in this situation and this never, ever applies to you. Uh, But it would be unethical for me not to talk about the bad stuff and, and things that you need to know when you're in the bad stuff. All right. So as always, you can follow me on Twitter and Snapchat at Shauna Game, Instagram at millennial underscore money, and I promise on Wednesday to bring you a happier topic. Mm-hmm.